0: Hello and welcome to Brimstone Society. My name is Matt and I will be your storyteller. This week we will continue our exploration into the files of the SCP Foundation. We will be tackling SCP-002 and SCP-426. For the full files and additional information on both SCP-002 and SCP-426, as well as the entire breadth and width of the SCP Foundation, go to the SCP Wiki online. SCP-002 Object Class, Euclid Special Containment Procedures are as follows. SCP-002 is to remain connected to a suitable power supply at all times to keep it in what appears to be a recharging mode. In case of electrical outage, the emergency barrier between the object and the facility is to be closed and the immediate area evacuated. Once facility power is re-established, Alternating bursts of X-ray and ultraviolet light must strobe the area until SCP-002 is reaffixed to the power supply and returned to recharging mode. Containment area is to be kept at negative air pressure at all times. Teams including a minimum of two members are required within 20 meters of SCP-002 or its containment area. Personnel should maintain physical contact with one another at all times to confirm there is another person present, as perception may be dulled, skewed, or influenced by proximity to the object. No personnel below Level 3 are permitted within SCP-002. This requirement may be waived via written authorization from two off-site Level 4 administrators. Command Staff issued such a waiver must be escorted by at least five Level 3 Security Personnel for the duration of their contact and must temporarily surrender their rank and security clearance. Following contact, Command Staff will be escorted to at least five kilometers from SCP-002 to undergo a 72-hour containment, quarantine, and physiological evaluation. If deemed fit for return to duty by Psych Staff, RANK AND SECURITY CLEARANCE MAY BE RESTORED WHEN THE QUARANTINE EXPIRES. DESCRIPTION OF SCP SCP SCP-002 resembles a tumorous, fleshy growth with a volume of roughly 60 square meters. An iron valve hatch on one side leads to its interior, which appears to be a standard, low-rent apartment of modest size. One wall of the room possesses a single window, through which no opening is visible from the exterior. The room contains furniture which, upon closer examination, appears to be sculpted bone, woven hair, and various other biological substances produced by the human body. All matter tested thus far show independent or fragmented DNA sequences from each object in the room. To date, Subject has been responsible for the disappearances of seven personnel. It has also in its time at the facility further furnished itself with two lamps, a throw rug, a television, a radio, a beanbag chair, three books in an unknown language, four children's toys, and a small potted plant. Tests with a variety of lab animals, including higher primates, have failed to provoke a response in SCP-002. Cadavers, as well, fail to produce any effect. Whatever processes the subject uses to convert organic matter into furnishings is apparently only facilitated by the introduction of living humans. The following is a report from what is known as the Mulhausen Incident. The Mulhausen Incident is the detailing and discovery of SCP-002. The subject was discovered in a small crater in northern Portugal, where it struck the Earth from orbit. Encased in a shell of thick rock, the fleshy exterior of the object was exposed by the impact a native farmer happened to be upon the site and reported his findings to the village elder. Subject gained SCP attention when a Level 4 agent posted in the area detected a small radioactive anomaly generated by the object. A collection squad of SCP security personnel, led by General Mulhausen, was immediately dispatched to the area, where they quickly secured the subject in a large container and performed initial testing with subjects recruited by the nearby village. Three men, individually sent into the structure, subsequently disappeared. Upon discovering this deadly property of the subject, General Mulhausen issued a Level 4 a termination order to any witnesses, which was roughly one-third of the village, to ensure there was no outside knowledge of the object and initiated its transport to SCP facility, data expunged. During preparation for transport, four SCP security personnel were inexplicably drawn inside the object where they too were immediately disappeared. Following inspection, It appeared as if the object had grown several new furnishings and was beginning to look like the interior of an apartment room. General Mulhausen immediately ordered the requisition of several Class 3 hazmat suits for the remaining security team members, who then proceeded to lift the container onto a waiting freight ship for transport to the SCP Containment Facility. The rest of the data has been expunged, aside from one final clause. Following the termination of General Mulhausen, SCP-002 was resecured by SCP staff and brought into special containment in Zone classified, where it currently resides. Staff with clearance below Level 3 have been denied access to the SCP-002 container without prior approval from at least two Level 4 staff after the Mulhausen incident. End of file on SCP-002. SCP-426. Object Class... Euclid. Special Containment Procedures are as follows. I am to be sealed in a chamber with no windows through which I may be viewed. The door to my chamber must have a label completely unrelated to my designation or identity, in order to prevent unintended spread of my primary effect. Only Level 3 and above personnel are to know of my presence, and particularly of my properties. Assigned personnel are to be rotated out on a monthly basis to prevent contamination by my secondary effect. Psychiatric evaluation is mandatory at the end of the month. If personnel are deemed unaffected, they may be reassigned to me no less than four months after their last rotation with me. Any affected personnel are to be given a Class C amnestic and transferred to a different site. Here's my description. Hello, I am SCP-426. I must be introduced this way in order to prevent ambiguity. I am an ordinary toaster, able to toast bread when supplied with electricity. However, when any human being mentions me, they inadvertently refer to me in the first person. Despite all attempts, there is yet to be a way to speak or write about me in the third person. When in my continuous presence for over two months, individuals begin to identify themselves as a toaster. Unless forcibly restrained, these people will ultimately harm themselves in their attempts to emulate my standard functions. I was discovered in the home of the redacted family after the gruesome deaths of three of its members. I have been given to the younger Mr. and Mrs. Redacted as a wedding gift. No card or any other identifying markings had been found on my box. Approximately two months after the family received me, fire crews were dispatched to the home due to an electrical fire. The younger Mrs. Redacted died from the electric discharge that she had caused when attempting to devour an electrical socket. The other two victims had died shortly before the fire occurred. The elder Mrs. Redacted had gorged herself with nearly 10 kilograms of bread before her stomach burst and she died of internal bleeding. The younger Mr. Redacted died of severe blood loss after attempting Redacted action. With me. Sole survivor was the elder Mr. Redacted, who was suffering from severe malnutrition. He stated that he had inserted some bread a week prior and was still waiting for it to toast and pop out. I was confiscated by the Foundation after police noted my unusual properties. A Class C amnestic was administered to the affected officers. Here is the experiment log from Experiment 426 1. Date Redacted. Subject D Class Personnel Designated D 426 1. Procedure D-426-1 was asked to describe what he believed was contained in my chamber. He was not informed about my identity or properties. Details D-426-1 stated, I'm probably some huge monster holed up in there. That's what you guys have all over the place, right? D-426-1 remained oblivious to his use of the first person pronoun. Log from experiment, 426-2. Date, redacted. Subject D, class personnel, D426-2. Procedure, D-426-2 was to be placed in my chamber and given regular meals through a dispenser. No communication with D-426-2 was permitted. Multiple cameras were situated in the chamber, positioned so that I was just outside of their field of vision, but allowing constant observation of D-426-2. We remained sealed until my secondary effect manifested in the subject. I was bolted to the floor so that I could not be moved into a camera's view. Details. After 45 days of isolation, D slash 426 slash 2 wrapped his arm around me and began conversing with me, stating that we were brothers. D slash 426 slash 2 never deviated from using the first person plural when speaking with me. Subject was terminated one hour after this event. It is theorized that the isolation accelerated my progression of the secondary effect. Log from experiment D-426-3 Date Redacted Subject D-Class Personnel D-426-3 Procedure A screw was removed from me and shown to D-426-3, who was asked to describe it. D-426-3 was not informed about my identity or properties. Details D426-3 referred to it as My Screw. Consistent with the experiment 426-1, the subject was oblivious to his use of the first person in his description. This suggests that, even if I were destroyed, my effects would be still inherent in my remains. Log from experiment 426-4. Date. Redacted Subject, D-Class Personnel, D-426-4 Procedure, D-426-4 was placed in isolation in a cell adjacent to my chamber, to be observed until my secondary effect manifests. Details, no effects appeared. D-426-4 was terminated 90 days after the start of the experiment. Quote, Thank God there were some limits to my effects. A lot of us were really starting to get worried about me. Quoted Dr. Redacted of the SCP Foundation. End of log of SCP-426. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Brimstone Society. If you would like more, please check out other episodes we have. Or if you would like to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Brimstone Society Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And if you would like to support us even further, we do have a Patreon available as well under Brimstone Society Podcast. Thank you. Have a wonderful night.